0: back to the Ramble Room. I'm Ken, and today I am joined by Sheridan County Republican Party Chairman Brian Miller. Howdy, Brian. Hello. Good to have you back. Good to have you. Good, and, good to be here. Yeah, Brian's been on the show before because he's he's kind of been around the block where politics is concerned. He's run for various offices. I think the last one was U.S. Representative. And true to his word, he said that if Trump came out and endorsed somebody else, he'd get out of the race, and he did. And we now have Harriet. Yep. But thank you for for being good to your word, and thank you for all you do for the Republicans here in Sheridan.
1: Okay, and that was on the the last national run or the big big run.
0: Yes, yes. How dare I forget? Yeah, yeah. he he also had a run for the state house, and it was a very narrow loss. Uh, we'll see what happens next time around, but point is that the subject today will be near and dear to your heart because you have suffered as I have as well but before we get to that seated beside him on the Cross Creek Media sofa which is very cushy (laughs) is Mr. Todd Windsor Jr. Todd is the state committee man from Sheridan County. Welcome back Todd you've been on several shows.
2: I have yeah thanks Ken yeah good to be here. And this couch is very comfy, and if I, you know, go to sleep, wake me up.
0: Yeah, well, we'll the Gasden flag is right behind your head. We'll sick the snake on you. <laughs> Seated next to him is a very fun guest to have on the Ramble Room, a very good friend of the show and a good friend of mine, Mr. David Iverson of Cowboy State Politics, which, by the way, as of this morning, over 200,000 downloads we believe that is something that has never been done in the state of Wyoming before. Congratulations, my friend.
3: Thank you, Ken. It's it's a pleasure to be on your program and I'm looking so I'm so excited to talk about my favorite topic, the media.
0: Yes, that's where we're gonna start today is with the media. Um, the state of the media let's, we'll kinda go around the table, we'll start with David and we'll come back toward me. On a scale of one to ten, the Balanced effectiveness of the state of media in the state of Wyoming. David, your number.
3: Balanced effectiveness? I need a definition because they're pretty effective at what they do. <laughs> I mean, nothing nothing of that is positive for the state, but uh, they're good at it.
0: Words do mean things. You've Words mean me things. There. You've got me there.
3: Uh, I would say, you know, if by effectiveness you mean like educating people, telling you what the facts are, Reporting things accurately, uh, well, then it's probably a, a negative number, if that's possible, <laughs> uh, because they don't report the facts correctly, uh, nor fairly, and a lot of times they they just flat lie.
0: Thank you, David, for that insightful commentary. Todd, what do you think? I can't really argue
2: with what David said,
0: you know.
3: Neither but, can anyone else. That's uh, right, because okay. you're you're
2: what right ninety nine point. <laughs> You know, 98.82. 90. Okay. You know, if it's, one, if it's a scale of 1 to 10, I would give them a 1 um, because they just don't really go the extra effort to check anything that they publish.
1: Brian? Well, I'm actually going to argue a little bit for the press on this. Please one. do. and I'll give them a 3. Um, and the reason I'm going with that is because they do report um, sports scores all across the state <laughs> with our, our high schools and our colleges.
3: That's true. I they do report my Rangers losing quite often.
0: Okay. Not as often as, not as, often, <laughs> as, as not often as, as they the should, Rockies. maybe. <laughs> yeah, but when,
1: when it comes to your your average your your daily um, reporting, what goes on in meetings, uh, it's it's no different than the the minutes that are taken in yeah. a lot of the uh, public meetings. The minutes tell you nothing.
0: Yeah, we have had you and I, Brian, have had in particular many ins with the press, with the Sheridan media, with other other outlets across the state, and its it just gets disappointing. I would point out that I've been in office almost a year now, the Sheridan Press, Sheridan Media, neither one have ever contacted me for any comment on anything, even when I've been right in the middle of the, the thick of something, or they write about me, they don't call and ask. Um, and, and that's kind of a mixed bag, because when they do call, and we'll get... We'll get to our our dear friend here in just a minute who doesn't know what quotation marks mean. When they do call, I usually tell them I don't want to talk anyway (laughs) because they've already got the story written. They're just looking for some way to to hang you. But uh, David put out a show yesterday, I guess it was. Yeah, yesterday. And very insightfully pointed out that Leo Trotsky-Wolfson One of his favorite tricks is to use quotation marks as if it's a quotation, and he's done that to me a dozen times, and not once has he ever got the quotation accurately. Any insight on that, David?
3: Well, the show I published yesterday was a a perfect example of it, and what it was about is this foolishness that happened last Thursday down in Casper. The Natrona County Republican Party put up a, and I'll use quotation marks here in in the correct manner, a uh, debate Um, that was never going to be a debate anyway, because Y.O. Rhino was never going to show up. Well, during the course of that event, Representative Obermuller compared the Republican Party, specifically the state Republican Party, to communists. Now, in Leo's article, he kind of just, you know, I'm sure it was just an oversight on his part, but he left out the word communist. Now, he did that for a reason that the word communist carries with it some very negative connotations. I mean, if, if anybody reads the word communist, they immediately have a negative image in their mind. I mean, it's, it's one of those words like racist. You, know, you, you don't have to prove somebody's racist. You just call them it, and then, they're, then they have to defend themselves. Well, so Obermuller uses the word communist. He compares the state party to them. Well, in the article, Leo leaves that word out and so what i did is i read the entire quotation from trotsky's article and then i played exactly what was said and he does that to completely change the meaning of what people say Mm -hmm. and because he's in the media uh, (laughs) quotation marks again uh you know he thinks he can get away with it and nobody's going to call him on it because they never have you know in the past and people like ken you know, he'll, he'll walk right up to Ken. Ken will give him a straight quotation, and then it comes out in the article, and it's, you know, barely recognizable. Uh, but they do that because they don't get challenged.
0: He'll, he'll also do that if I—and then this is easily checked because everything we do in the legislature is obviously recorded. He'd go back and get it. But his worldview is such that he thinks I mean what he thinks I think, if that makes sense. And so he doesn't necessarily even hear what I say. He hears what he wants to hear, and then he paraphrases that and puts it in quotation marks. And I don't know. I, I don't think there's very often anything in the state politically happens that one of the four people in this room isn't pretty much involved firsthand or is a firsthand witness to it. Yeah. Well, um, it it's interesting
1: because the, uh, the, the fact that this just happened at the state level— uh, we were talking about it a little bit earlier last Friday, on our own public pulse in town. We have the same kind of thing, uh, and speculation. The, the the folks on public pulse just talked and talked and talked about the, what the Republican Party here in Sheridan County is going to do regarding the situation we had where the county commissioners failed to do their job. Talk, 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 talk. Speculation, speculation. Fire up people, get people angry about things. Not once did they bother calling and talking to anyone in the Republican Party who's actually dealing with the issue. I brought that up on the radio. I didn't have much to say other than, well, maybe he's right. And so I offered to, to talk to him. Still have not talked to him. And that just seems to be the, the standard. Ignore what they don't want to hear. Ignore what the people are actually out there saying. And just go on and do their own little daily business.
0: So I have my own theories as about why this is because I think I, I mentioned worldviews and there, there's also a perception of yourself and how you fit into the world that colors how you report on things and so I would ask you guys what do you think is the reason that it is the way that it is why is this bent so glaring so obvious I have I have my own idea which I'm kind of bringing out here shortly but I want to see if somebody else has some other ideas. Anybody? Well, well, I,
2: I do. <laughs> <laughs> Please. There seems to be a view or an yeah. image that they've tried to create about the, well, I'll use the state Republican Party as an example, that there are a bunch of hard right, unbending, God-loving people who don't want to do anything other than be firm on certain things and and they pick and choose what they what they want to hit them with like you know they their favorites abortion you know they love it they love to play that because you know the the party and the grassroots of the party are all pro-life so uh they obviously we have no concern for women's health or women in general because of that uh we're you know pro-marriage so obviously we're homophobic you know we don't like the the trans movement so obviously we're transphobic so they've painted us into this box that they're extremely comfortable with because it fits their worldview without and they don't even consider that the party may not be what they're trying to they may not fit in the box they're trying to fit the party into and it's 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 an ongoing thing and so because of that i think they feel they don't need to talk to the people in the party because they feel they understand the party so why would you talk to brian about the county commissioner thing when you already know what the party is going to do because that's the box you've got them in and of course they're going to conform to that box and this is you know it's a, it's a because the media carries so much weight and they're so good at dishing out propaganda that the the republicans specifically the party can't really get their message out to the population in general because you know it's it's suppressed by the media so it takes alternative ways to get the message out which such as yourself mm-hmm. and David and other podcasts and a few writers and that sort of thing so that's just my opinion
1: here's a perfect example of how <clears throat> how the press looks at things well um, again we'll go into the county commissioners issue the uh, the county commissioners had their little two reasons why they they uh, said that uh, the folks that the the party put up were not uh, good enough to be up there. Okay. So so that's the case. They put that out there. That's been the story, blah, blah, blah. What they don't realize is that 84% of the registered voters in Sheridan County are Republican Party. 106 folks on the Central Committee were the ones that made that decision to bring those three people up to the party. Those 106 people were elected by the 84% of the people of Sheridan County. The press goes well, the people aren't having any, any option in this. It's the Republican Party that's doing this. Well, the Republican party is eighty four percent of the county. Wake up and smell what you're shoveling.
0: yeah
3: I disagree completely <laughs> please, please weird, weird <laughs> that I would disagree. Um, I think they know exactly what they're doing. Um, you know it's I, I, Todd, I think you're right, um, but I'm going to argue with one point it's not that they that they think they already know what the party thinks or how the party's going to react. Um, It's that they absolutely do know what the party's going to say and how they're going to react, that they don't call Brian and ask for comment because Brian's going to tell them, you know, exactly the truth. um, And he's probably going to have a much better argument than they are. Uh, There's a reason why uh, Leo and he recently, he stepped off this whole hard, right, you know, right wing, all of that narrative. But there's the reason why he use, used that language is to paint the party as something that's fringe, that's, uh, that's outside the norm, when they know full well that it's not. I mean, there's—I uh, did an episode, well, quite a while ago with Rod Miller. Uh, I'll admit it. Rod and I have an interesting relationship, um, and it's because we can debate and not want to go get the pistols out of the closet when we're done. Uh, but we were, he wanted to talk about abortion. And so I, I hit him with the whole, you know, do you all human beings have constitutional rights? Oh, okay. Have you ever been a member of another species, Rod? Have you ever been a giraffe or a snake or um, any of that? Well, no, I've always been a human. Oh, okay, so people can't change their their species, so even a little baby, that's a human, right? So... Humans have constitutional rights, right? So, all of these people in the media and the left, they completely understand the arguments. They just know that they can't beat them. And so, you know, it's, it's almost like classic Clinton 101 deny, 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 never admit that you're wrong, always paint, always demonize the other side. And I, I, I think it's because they do understand how the, the party and we um, who are more conservative are going to react that they do all of these things. They don't call Ken uh, because they know he's going to give them the argument on why we shouldn't spend $20,000 per student in our education system. They're not going to call Representative Jennings because he's going to tell them, you don't have a right to restrict people's guns. You know, uh, And they, they ignore, as much as they can, uh, the conservative argument because they know that they can't beat it.
0: I think, and I'm, I'm going to get into this by laying a scenario that happened just yesterday, and I had to call Representative Jennings, and we had a good laugh. Um, I was watching the Judiciary Committee and had a job yesterday where I could actually have it on and listen to it, so I heard pretty much everything that went on yesterday. And two or three times in the midst of all these, quote-unquote, complex discussions, Jennings would come up with a very baseline, common-sense straight-up question. And at one point, these attorneys are all in there talking. Judge Finn is there with the uh, Supreme Court, and they're having this discussion. And Kale Case, Senator Case, of all people, pipes up and he says, I'm going to take some inspiration from my compatriot here. He says, "Um, if... Students are graduating, law students are graduating without an understanding of how to, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing to to put this all into perspective. If students are graduating from law school and they don't know how to run a business, how can we don't teach that? And the dean of the law school, the law college at the University of Wyoming, was pretty much dumbfounded. He went on for two or three minutes about trying to explain this or that, or, and basically said nothing. He was just trying to buy time because he didn't know how to answer a straight question. Then along comes Representative Crago to the rescue. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's very complicated, much more complicated. And the implication was it's much more complicated than you simple-minded simpletons, you low people could possibly understand. And we get that attitude, those of us who are conservatives, the members of the Freedom Caucus and the rest of us, and, and it's about half and half of the 26. But all of us are lumped together as simpletons. You don't understand how complicated it is. You don't know how to govern. So what we end up with is an elite class mm-hmm. in the legislature, about 12 or 14 guys, that are chairman of all these. A lot of these have four or five different committeeships. Grego uh,
3: has five or six. yeah, and, and he's uh, only been in a term and a half. Mm-hmm.
0: Th- they do. And because they're the ones who are smart enough, and they're the ones who understand how government works. Meanwhile, here's Representative Jennings been there nine years, has never had a committee chairmanship, and has one committee. the The disparity is quite striking, and I submit to you, that the reason is they perceive themselves as a smarter, more elite class, more capable of governing. This was manifested just last few days when Barry Crago comes out and he says just because he wrote an opinion in the cow pie, he says just because you have a good idea doesn't mean it's a good bill. He's implicating if you're going to govern, you have to have some special knowledge, some special qualifications, some special training. You have to be one of us elite. The rest of you masses, the people of the masses, you couldn't possibly govern because you don't understand. It's way more complicated than your simple questions.
2: (laughs) You you just moved this back to the county commissioner argument situation Mm -hmm. shared. Exactly. Same thing. Exactly, You're not good enough to be one of us. You're not
0: qualified.
2: Not qualified.
0: Yeah.
3: I found the judge's order on that hilarious. Yes. I mean, she didn't come out and say... Uh, Well, here's what the definition of qualified is. And you, Antoinette Haswell, you have no idea what it means. And then she goes on and quotes the statute. So she didn't come out and say, you guys broke the law, and you tried to do something you can't do, so I'm going to fix it for you, but that's what she was saying.
1: Well, I would say that she flat out said they failed to do their duty.
3: Well, there you go. She did do that, but
0: then she came out and she said, okay, we're going to, we're going to ask the questions to see if these people are indeed qualified. Are you a Republican? How old are you? What is your name? Do you have a felony held against you? That sort of simple thing. And she made it very clear that these are the qualifications. These are these other high-minded ideals that they all seem to grasp onto. Uh, they don't exist.
3: You know, Ken, you brought up... You- you brought up something that I've that I've hit on a lot since I started the program, and and you're absolutely right that you do have a, a group of people that think that they are the ruling elite, that you know they're the smartest ones in the room, and so nobody else could possibly figure this out except for them, and it, you know Wyoming is really one big small town, and so the the elite group really is a a really small selective amount of people and when you look across the state those same people are in control of a whole bunch of different things you know i'm talking about the simpsons and um you know the the folks that are connected to barry crago barry truths yeah the Trues, a good example um the michael i folks
1: well i will say this that there is an elitist attitude out there um, a lot of folks seem to think that they the, the, the look at things a couple of different ways. They look at administrative government. 1947, when we went to the, pass the Administrative Procedures Act, I think it was 47, um, <clears throat> that changed our entire form of government. It, it created the ability for people to go out and get an education so that they can be the ones that are in, in charge. Not because it's the, the right thing to do under our Constitution, but because it gave them an authority where they now have somebody who can be an expert in every little different thing that's out there. And so that expertise, I I tell folks all the time that, you know, like, Hey, well, you're an expert in what you do on your consulting. I'm like, yes, I am. They're like, well, what does that mean to you? And I go, it means I I know what I'm talking about, blah, blah, blah. And on that road. And they say, yeah, but what, what do you think it means to the government? I said, well, for the government expertise just means expensive. (laughs) That's all that means.
3: You know, there were, there was an interesting election. It was quite a while ago in Buffalo, uh, several years. Uh, but there was, um, it was a city council race and the barber, everybody knew Russ, the barber. And if you wanted to get, you know, uh, your dose of daily politics, you'd go to his barbershop and he's very opinionated guy. And one, d- one day he got sick of it and he ran for city council. And well, no, I might be wrong about that. I think he got appointed the first time or I don't remember how it happened, but anyway, the barber ended up on the city council and that guy was a thorn in the side of those elite folks in Buffalo uh, because, you know, he was a conservative. He was just like the rest of us. He's the barber. And, you know, we have this perception that just because you're not a lawyer or you're not a doctor or you're not rich, that you're not smart. And I I really believe that if we had more people like the barber or the guy that works at the cemetery or the janitor in public office— the answers to our problems would be far less simple than a lot of these folks make it out to be
1: actually i think you're right they'd be more simple actually more simple yeah, than- yeah. <laughs>
2: david you're you're a historian mm-hmm. how how well educated was thomas jefferson where did he go to college where did he get his law
3: degree you know i don't know the answer to that but he was largely a lot of the a lot of our founders were largely self-educated right cuz he didn't go to college he didn't get a law degree
2: yeah. <laughs> you know most of those guys were not educated right
0: no no wonder this country's so screwed up
1: well let's let's talk about the elitism some more there's there's some other elitism other than our 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 commissioners you know thinking that no one's as good as they are um you also have uh, some city council members right now Hmm. there there's now some debate in the sheridan city council and and now apparently it sounds like it's going to be um on the the county commission where they don't walk out in lockstep we have two members of the city council that don't always vote with the rest of the group. Now that's been a problem here in Sheridan because people really seem like, and I didn't even talked to one of the press folks here recently, and they said, you know, agreement sells papers. Like, that's funny because I always thought it was the blood and gore yeah. that sold papers, but that, there's some new studies out on that. He, he's very certain that that's the case. He said, I find it interesting that our city council, um, we've got sitting members of the city council going around telling people, telling groups, we need to get rid of these two individuals on the city council because they don't agree with the rest of us. Wow. Talk about communist.
3: Well, you know, it's all collectivism is what it, it is. It is
1: collectivism. Ag- agree with us or don't be a part of the mix.
3: Right. You're not qualified to be part of the mix. Right.
0: Let me share you another thing about qualifications and another aspect of this argument that actually is— a truth, but there's another solution to that. And if you're sitting there listening to this show and, and you think, well, all they t- do is sit around and whine and moan, that's not actually what this show is about. Because it very shortly here in the show, we'll tell you what we've decided to do about this. But first, a lot of you know, if you've listened very often, that at one time I was a, a maintenance supervisor in a nursing home and one of my primary jobs was to take care of the boilers that heated this building. There were a number of boilers and uh, different types, different ages. One in particular was built sometime in the late 60s, and it had a lot of quirks. And you had to know how to make it sing, you know. So you had you had to have some experience with it. And you, you needed that if you opened this valve too much too fast, then you're going to lose this wing of the building and, and all these other things. That Talk I about had.
3: an important job. It was,
0: it was, and the problem was that it was 24 and 7, not that I had to be there, but I had to be on call, and I got a lot of calls in the middle of the night where so-and-so's freezing in their room. But anyway, it it was a complicated system, and you had to have had some experience with it. So I'm talking with Representative Lloyd Larson during the last session, and I'm trying to wrap my head around some of the complicated issues relating to the Wyoming state budget. And it's a lot like that boiler. And he used that as an analogy for me, and it was, it was very well done. And he said, you've, you've got a complicated machine here. That you, you can't just go in and cut this off and expect this to come out over here because that's going to affect that. So they've rigged it, and we've talked about the Rube Goldberg thing. we talked about funds dumping into funds. They've rigged it to be complicated so that the average person walking up and looking at it is going, This is way too complicated for me. My answer to that is we need a new boiler. Just like the old vehicles, I don't know how many have ever driven like a Model A. You had to understand how the engine works to be able to advance the spark and all that. You had to have some mechanical ingenuity. Today, you sit in a car, you push the start button, then you steer the wheel. Or you don't even have to do that. They're autonomous. Technology has made it simple. The problem with the government of Wyoming is that it has been made far too complicated and it has been held within the grasp of very elite few who think that they're the only ones who know to understand it and they're not entirely wrong. So, Todd, this is, this is kind of aimed at you because you and I, I know for sure, go back probably 40, 50 years and families that were talking about politics and we grew up with certain truisms. It might be um, smaller government, lower taxes. Today's Republicans, the, the traditional Republicans of the Wyoming caucus, they look at people like us and say, you simpleton. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what you say to get elected be, to with all the other simple people out there. And then you come up here and you learn to govern.
2: You know, I think this, the soul of the Republican Party comes down to simpleness. I mean, we believe in certain truths. We do believe in smaller government. We believe in lower taxes. We believe in individual freedom and prosperity and the ability to be able to have the liberty to do what you want to do without someone telling you no and in my mind, so much of that is the American way, because this country was built by people who just got stuff done. You may not be an expert in something like Brian is, but you know if you had to go out there and do what he does, you would figure out a way to make it happen, you know because that's what we did and or you'd find somebody that you, would help you with it. You know, you, that's, that's how this country was built. It was not built by people with, you yeah. know, student loans and college degrees. They did not build this country. They're good at destroying it, but they're not good at building it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's kind of the basis And I don't remember, I don't know if I said to you the other day, I said to somebody, it's like, I really would like the Wyoming of my youth to come back. Where the government was small, Wyoming didn't have a lot of programs and social things, and you know they just kind of kept the—the the, the highways used to be wonderful. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the highways. They spend more money on them all the time, and the highways are worse than they ever were, and there aren't any more of them. That's the thing. There are not a ton more highways than there were 50 years
0: ago, and the equipment that they're using today is vastly superior to what they had in those days. But
2: and yet, I mean, it used to be a relief when you crossed the border into Wyoming and got to the Wyoming roads because they were great. Yep. And now you are across the border from, even Montana's got better roads than we do. And when did that happen? And why are why all of a sudden are our highways terrible? Because 50 years ago they were great. you know in that but now they spend money on all sorts of frivolous things and and you know they just took a wrong turn yeah because they they got spoiled with the money you know all of a sudden they had money and they started they got spoiled and you know there's one fact about government is if you create a government program it never ever goes away and always becomes more expensive
3: you know it's uh a I, look at, I, I try to look at things in the s- most simple terms possible. Now, I, I'm in Sheridan a lot. You know. Uh, this is where my new studio is at, um, so I'm here just about every day, um, if not every other day. And the most direct route between Buffalo and Sheridan is I-90. Right? You stay on the interstate, and it'll take you right into town. However, there are several other ways that you could get from Buffalo to Sheridan, a lot of them take you way longer. I mean, you could go out Fifth Street, go out to Wyarno, and kind of go that way. If you want to take a more scenic route, um, you could take, you know, go south out of Sheridan. You could go through Story, and it's it's pretty picturesque. It's a quaint little town. Um, and you'll still get to your, your destination. And I, I kind of liken what we've done to government as taking the most indirect route possible that will still get you where you're going when any logical person would look at it and say, well, Brian, why the heck should we go out to Yarno? Let's we'll we'll take I-90. Um, but, you know, the folks that are in power, they don't look at things in simple terms. I mean, if you ask any any plumber, they're going to tell you the easiest way to stop up your, the drain is to overtick the plumbing. You know, you got too many bends and turns in it. And, you know, it is this elite group that has manufactured a system by which many of them make money through various you know, various uh, mechanisms that they've created. They've set up a system, and Ken is exactly right, and I've heard Mark Representative Jennings say this a lot too, that the budget is so complex that it takes a long time to understand how it works, and that's done intentionally so that you can't just pull one little string that happens to lead to a trust fund that funds this particular special interest group over here that that legislator over there gets money from and i'm not i'm not saying that they're all crooked but i'm definitely not saying that they're all not
0: we get back to this the, the simple ideas and the way that government obviously should be run a government of by and for the people and so these people that think they're smarter than everybody else and they understand in in some respects as we've just discussed they're they're right they're the only ones that do understand how it's set up but it needs to be set up more simply the only way that that happens is by shining a light on how complex and how screwed up the system is so that normal people with common sense can look at it and say, hey, why don't you just take I-90 and go over here? You know, Why don't you just simply call a diesel fuel tax increase a tax increase? Oh, that's unprofessional. We can't do that.
3: Well, I was just going to interrupt you just for a second, but there's yeah. a reason why they're allowed to continue to do that, and it's the media you know, the media does never explains how complicated they're making this whole Rube Goldberg machine. And it, but for our listeners, if you don't know the term Rube Goldberg, uh, you see this a lot in cartoons. There's this complex, overly complex system that people have set up with little balls that go, go down the drain and they hit this thing, and it knocks over this domino. And this this little note falls into your hand well.
0: Wakes up the chicken and the chicken squawks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but
3: that's that's how our our government yeah. is set up. And it is the media that allows these folks to stay in power because they continue to repeat that all of us are just numbskulls and we're just we're far too simple to run our government and that frankly that's not how our system was set up i'm sorry to interrupt you ken but uh,
0: well you you you're segueing into where i want to go brian you... i think i might uh, help on this segue um this morning
1: in the uh the county commissioner meeting uh, one of the issues that they discussed was hundred thousand dollars going to the hub <clears throat> it was interesting all five of the commissioners noted that there are problems that the system is unsustainable the way it is. They all need to make changes. You know, the, the, this is the hub transportation system. They, the, you know, it's, they've been doing this for too long. They're doubling the amount this year from 50,000 to 100,000 that they're giving them. Problem, 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 problem. Only one voted against it. They all said there's problems, but they're all voting for it. Why is that? It's because everyone's trying to be nice. My wife always told me when I was in the Air Force, the Air Force doesn't love you. The government doesn't love you. I love you. They will do what they do because it's what they do. And she's right. The government is not our friend. The government is a tool of the people.
0: It's, it's that self looking ice cream cone, as Senator McEwen likes to say. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's absolutely right. It, it sets itself up in automatic perpetuity. Mm. We look at the state government right now, and you'll hear the elites brag about, we have $27 billion in assets. That's $27 billion that they stole from the people, effectively. There's no need for them to have all of that. But one of the things that they've done with that is set up all of these coffee cans, we like to call them. They are trust funds, and the monies that come off of that aren't even voted on in the legislature as far as how that money should be spent. It's just automatically given over to a board somewhere who doesn't really answer to anybody who spends that money however they see fit. and theoretically we can know if you want to go down the wormhole, you can follow any one of them, but nobody can follow all of that. So what needs to happen is there needs to be a light shine. When the light shines, the cockroaches start running. And that's what's happening in Wyoming politics. And that's why we have this schism within the the one party in the state, which is the Republican Party, is you have the, the... Historical elites, the people who have always done things, and from where I sit, what they've always done is play second fiddle nationally to the Democrats. They're just Democrats light. Redcoats. Yeah, their job their job is to lose gracefully and watch the country slide off into the abyss. Wyoming people are starting to pay attention. Um, David, your show's been on the air, what, two and a half, three years, somewhere in there? Coming uh, three. it'd be
3: three years in December.
0: Yeah. And my show, although much smaller, my show has a pretty good reach, and we're getting some information out there. There are some other things that are out there. So that leads us to this. We can sit around here and bitch and moan all day about how things are and the way things ought to be, and nothing ever happens. David gave a speech down in Casper the other day that I put a snippet or two out of on my show. But basically, he said, if you realize that things need to get done, then get up and do something. And that's what David and I have done, along with our friend Joey Caretti down in Carbon County. And we are forming what we are calling.
3: Well, we're calling it the Independence Network. Well, first, I should say that I've been doing my program for three years And it's, I did it on my own. Um, Yes, I had help from a lot of friends. Um, Everybody in this room has been on my program more than once. Um, I've got my generous sponsors. And I haven't really really had any help from the media. And, you know, a group of us got together and realized that this is a great medium to get information out. And it's going to do the exact opposite of what the media is doing right now. Um, because it's, as Clarence Thomas said, it's the truth, period. That's it. And that's what people are not getting right now from the media. So we're starting an, an internet radio station, and it's going to be independent voices that don't have any connection to the media, the, the mainstream Wyoming press, as, as I say on my program. You know, it's not the Sheridan Media, it's not the, the Pravda on the Plat, it's not the Cowpie. it's not any of these conglomerates. It's independent voices just reporting the truth, and you know, we're, it's gonna be my program, Ken's program, Joey Carrenti's, and there's gonna be a lot of other voices in it. And, you know, the whole point behind it being the name in and of itself, uh, the Independence Network. Yes, it's, uh, you know, it... It's a call out to the Declaration of Independence, that our country was built in such a way that normal people can run the government, that people can can rule themselves. But it's also also a homage to independent folks just like us. I mean, I know a lot of people that if they had a microphone just like the one I'm talking into, um, would have a lot to say. Well, why don't we have a platform to do that? to give people what they are not getting from the mainstream press.
0: Comments, thoughts? I hope that you guys will be uh, regulars on the network in one form or another.
1: Sure. Um, I, I do have a couple of real quick comments, if that's sure. all right. Yeah. The um, it's I love the fact that you guys are going down this road. It's something that, that uh, Wyoming has needed for a long time. Um, I would also like to point out uh, and put a little i gig out there for the Sheridan County Republican Party when it comes to our blog site. Um, we are putting news out there. Uh, we're blogging on it as well. Um, but it, it's an alternative. We noted that we don't have the ability to get anything put in the Sheridan Press. Um, as you, If anyone read the, the best article ever written that has my name in it in Sheridan Press was not too awful long ago. <laughs> and it had to do with this county commission event. Yeah, And I happened to use the word bullshit in it. Three times, and it, and it got reported. Heck, I like you said earlier, I've run for U.S. Senate, I've run for U.S. Shock Congress.
3: headline. Brian Metler says <laughs> <That's> bullshit. <right. laughs> yeah,
1: and it it's interesting <laughs> because <laughs> my own hometown press never had a major article about a candidate here in town. I'm, I'm never
0: in the press unless I say something like get your panties in uh, a wad.
1: That's exactly right, <laughs> and so we we recognize that the party went and said, okay, we're going to invest a little bit of money into a website and we're going to get some people who are darn gone good at writing and they'll put some things out there. And we've, we've done that. And people are starting to pay attention. They're starting to see that that is a benefit. And we're adding to what you guys are doing. would love to come on the radio. I've offered the folks downtown to be on, offered to do an hour long show, whatever they want. And uh, it just never happens.
2: What, what, what a, one of the big complaints by people who are involved in the party is that they write letters to the editor, to the Sheridan Press, and the Sheridan Press won't publish them.
3: Well, of course they won't.
2: And Or if they do publish them, they publish them months later when they're no effect, not effective anymore. They'll, so, even,
0: they'll even edit them or curtail them.
2: Right. So one of the things that we have told them is that send the letters to us. We will put them on our website. So mm-hmm. we, we, And we will not edit them.
0: While you're there, for if you're listening, if you go to Cross Creek Media, C-R-O-S-S-C-R-E-E-K, crosscreekmedia.com, there's a page on there called Opinions and Podcasts. There's a link to this show. There's a link to David's show. There's a link to the new show that Joey is putting out called Just Blame Joey. It's a great show. You need to start catching up on that. Uh, there are some others on there. And then we also hear a lot about the five rating sites. Uh, Y.O. Rhino is one usually tossed about and disparaged whenever possible. But all five of those rating sites and links are there. And down at the very bottom of that page, not because it's last is not least, uh, is the, the site that Todd and... Brian are talking about, which is Sheridan County GOP and the blog page. So if you hit that link, it'll take you directly to the blog and you can scroll down through there. And I suggest you read those. they usually only take a minute to three minutes to read and they're insightful, they're instructive and they're, they're important. So we want to promote things like that in any way possible. If you're listening and you have some ideas you know, of somebody who's a good columnist or whatever, you know, we're going to have a number of things in the media, including websites and etc., where you will be able to read from the conservative side the things that are being ignored in the blamestream press.
3: So if I could, Ken, let me just take a couple minutes and tell people how this whole thing is going to work. Uh, it, it's going to be set up exactly like a radio station. Um, the only difference being... You don't t- tune your car radio to it. You listen to it on the internet. So there will be a daily schedule of different programs. Uh, mine, Ken's, Joey's. There's a couple of other people that we're in talks with uh, to provide content. Uh, but the cool thing about it is the website is going to give you access to a mobile app. So you can download it and listen to the, to the feed from the station. Or you can go back and listen to archive programs if you like... Uh, listening to Ken, um, you can go back and look at all the all of his programs. There's going to be um, ways that you can listen to my show if you want to go listen to episode number one with Gail Simmons. Um, <laughs> y- you can do that, uh, but it's going to be much more powerful than just your you know typical news website. There's the mobile app. There's the live stream feed. There's there's all of the podcasts right there. There um, we have plans to even put you know, a, uh, a written media page up to where we can get conservative voices from the media. Uh, I've got a story coming up on the program. Um, <laughs> the person that's writing it for me is actually really sick right now. That's why you haven't heard about it yet. Uh, but it's all about how conservative journalists get chased out of media jobs in the state simply because they're conservative. Like they, like media sources just won't hire them because they're, they happen to be a Republican and believe in small government. So there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be tied directly to the independence network. And I mean, it's, it's, we're all very excited about it. Um, also a plug (laughs) on October 7th, we're going to have a launch party in Sheridan. Okay. I'm just going to be at the Eagles club. It's going to be a fantastic show. Uh, It's going to be set up kind of like Johnny Carson. So the three of us, me, Ken and, and Joey have some guests, some very special guests coming in. Um, you're going to love mine. They're amazing. Anyway, um, it's going to be a blast. Mine are pretty
0: boring. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: but anyway, we're going to have a launch party on the 7th in Sheridan. And uh, keep listening. We're going to put out details soon as to where you can get tickets for it. Um, it's going to be a great event. And uh, we're all very excited to launch this thing. It's, it's, it's going to be something.
0: We are. the IndependenceNetwork.us is where you'll be able to very shortly get information. And from there, I I see a lot of things as a hub, is where, to, where to find information, where to find articles, where to find opinions from people all over the state. A couple other things we've got in mind, probably some special programming on Sundays. Um, it just so happens that a lot of my friends and myself are preachers, and we've got some good sermons backed up, probably play some uh, some good gospel music. Whatever good gospel music means to you may vary, and that's probably okay because there'll probably be a lot of different things on there. Um, also, look for some music and entertainment uh, during the rest of the day. It's not all gonna be dry. part of the part of the goal in this and and where you all come in as listeners is to share where you listen. You need to get out and as you're talking to people, say, hey, you need to tune into this Independence Network. It's pretty good. But instead of it all being politics, some of it, for example, David's working on uh, some historical radio programming. You might be able to tune in and listen to the Lone Ranger, or you might listen to Paul Harvey, or a lot of different things along those lines. And the idea also comes into play that if if you like my show, but you never heard of David's, which there's probably two people that might fall into that category or the other way around if you like david's show i like their listen- names and phone numbers yeah.
3: I'll, <laughs> I'll be in touch shortly
0: yeah uh, if you listen to that and then you just happen to hear joey come on and he's coming basically from the same side of the planet as we are but from a whole different angle and his show is a tremendous amount of fun and it it kind of helps everybody at rising tide and all boats but we're we're pretty excited about it, as I think you can tell. Um, we are collecting email addresses. As we update things, we are going to want to be able to let people know that something new is out or a particular item is of interest. So if you would like to be on that list, please forward it. Again, on Cross Creek Media, for example, you can find a Contact Me page, and contact that way. David has the same thing on Cowboy State Politics. You, you'll be able to do it through the Independence Network, Sheridan County GOP. They got stickers, too. You need to you need to go on there and and get yourself a sticker or two. Um, check it out. It's they'll, pretty good.
2: They'll convenient. be at third Thursday. They'll be at third Thursday, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: They, they, they just The big thing for folks, to I think, to really remember in this is the government is a tool of the people. We're not a tool of the government. And we need to actually start grabbing that tool and start putting it to work.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys for being here.
3: You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks, Ken.